Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, and Matt Ellis. So we thought we'd just put an episode out because quite a lot of stuff's gone on since the last time we did one. Um, let, let's start with some players, I think, actually. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you remember... Honorise, he's left. He's gone back to Dagenham and Redbridge, undisclosed fee. Um, there's a quote, well, part of the quote from Keith Hill about that was that it's part of the process of rebuilding the squad. Um, so, yeah, Manny going at this point in the season with the sort of centre-backs we have available. What are you making of that? Yeah, it was an interesting one. Obviously, um, Delaney's come in and done OK. Um, obviously, Taft's back in favour now as well, but uh, I think the timing of it was a little bit odd. Could it have been done in January? It sounds as though Hill tried to do it in January, but just couldn't get it over the line. Um, but it does leave us a bit thin, doesn't it? I think, you know, Jay, Jay Rowe, um, he could probably fill in there if required. But given Millen's out, and um, you know, we're a bit short defensively. Thompson, O'Malley, you know, we, we've, we're a bit short in that area. Um, and for me, it was probably the last sort of, it was a sign of throwing the towel in, really. Um I'm not saying we would have made the points up anyway uh, with, with Manny in the side. And I think he's had a really poor season. But um, but yeah, it was a bit of a strange one um, timing-wise. Uh, but, you know, if he was surplus to requirements and uh, he wasn't going to get played, then I can, I can sort of understand it. Um, but yeah, I think the timing was, was a little bit odd and it does leave us a bit short. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, bit of a, a bit of a strange one. Like, I think it's his last year of his contract, isn't it? Or it would have been. So it makes sense to kind of get a bit of cash in where we can, given the sort of dire financial straits of the club at the middle, so led to believe so. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange, bit strange timing. Um, but I mean, you know, it's not going to make any difference, is it? Let's be honest. He's not been great this season. And, uh, you know, missing him from the first starting lineup is not going to make a huge amount of difference to kind of any, any of the any points that we might be able to pick up uh, towards the end of the season. Um, so, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about what about Hill's side of that then so just that that sentence that extract part of the process of rebuilding the squad so you know he, he's always said hasn't he that he's he's got a plan in place for for next year and you know he's looking long term himself but I don't know what, what do you think for his side of it yeah I mean I think obviously if he wasn't going to be part of Hill's plans um, moving forward then you know fair enough move him on and get some money from him as Matt just said um, but it does leave us a little bit short um, obviously we're, we're miles behind the pack now so I don't think there's any um, chance or there was any chance even at that time that we were going to make the points up so you know, he's probably looking at it as, as trying to get him out the door while someone's interested um, but yeah just leaves us a bit short in that position obviously we, we've got quite a lot of defenders out at the moment but having said that you know he, he wasn't performing very well obviously he's he's been giving away quite a few penalties um, God knows how many this season at least three or four I think um, and you know, I think I think Taft's under contract for next season as well. Um, so it might be that he just wants to look at Taft um, ahead of next season just to see whether you know he's worth keeping or he's one that we can try and move on in the summer. But yeah, it's it's one of those. I mean, I wasn't too disappointed to see him go. Um, but last season he had a, a fairly decent season considering he was carrying 
an injury for most of it, um, various injuries for most of you know throughout the season. Um, you know, I thought he looked okay and, and was probably our best defender last year, but um, yeah, it's not really worked out for him this year. And I think he's been slowly, slowly been getting worse. So um, yeah, to move him on, as I say, not going to lose any sleep over it, but um, timing a little bit odd. But you know, you, you see other teams as well at the moment. Um, I think the National League can start, sign players uh, up until this week, and you've seen a lot of kind of fringe players from league clubs go out to the na- National League, um, whether that be permanent or I think I think some may have gone on loan um, as well. So I think a lot of clubs are probably doing it um, just to just to you know utilise that window and move on players that are not kind of um, required and surplus to requirements. So um, yeah, it's, it's one of those. I mean. I think any of the players could have left um, and no one would really, really be bothered. I think that's just the situation we're in at the moment. Obviously, no real standout performers. Um, you know, you could argue Watson, I'm sure we'll get on to him, um, has done OK this season. But really, you know, you look at his stats and, and they've, they've been, you know, you can't, you can't say it's been a good season for him when, when he's conceded that many goals. I know he's not had that much help, but. You know, it's very difficult to make a case for keeping any of these players for next season. Um, and unfortunately, Manny's sort of the, the victim of that. But, you know, um, needs must really. If, if he's going, he's going. And um, yeah, that's it. You, you just got to trust Hill at this stage. I think um, that he has got a plan in place for the summer um, because it's going to be a massive rebuild. And, um, you know, he, he needs to get it right and, and the club needs to get it right. Well, just on the flip side of that, while we're talking about players, I think one of the very few positive bits of this season as a whole is, you know, the emergence of some of the younger players. And I want to talk about one that's coming in recent weeks. So Harvey Cribb, um, I think at the, the Sutton game, he was, you know, the youngest player in the club's history to be on. I think he was only 16, isn't he? Um, he's He's been playing a lot recently, hasn't he? And he's done, he's done pretty well. I mean, actually a, a friend of mine from university, he's um, was his, one of his teachers actually at school. And he's, you know, he's telling me all about him where and, he really got on with him, really liked his character, that type of thing, you know, nothing but praise for him. And I think that sort of attitude, you've, you've seen it in the team, he's done really well, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's one that, uh, you know, we already know teams are looking at him realistically, don't we? Yeah, appears so. I know obviously um, Swan said he was under contract for next season when I spoke to him last week. Um, whether that's the case, you know, obviously he's got a contract, but if clubs are coming in for him, uh, you know, there's rumours that, Leicester and a few other teams in sort of Premiership Championship have been kind of monitoring his progress. So, um, you know, if he does go to a club like that, then you know, fair, fair enough and, and well done to him. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been kind of a, a bright spark. Um, whether he's completely ready, I don't know. You know, I think he's 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 done some good bits in games, but it must be very difficult for him. Um, you know, with with that team around him as well. Um, you know, I think if he was playing in a better team. He's, he's going to look even better himself, but I think he's worked quite hard. Um, you know, he's, he's shown some good bits on the ball. I think he's, he looks confident on the ball. And for a 16-year-old, you know, he doesn't look it as such. You know, some of them come into the squad and they're easily pushed off off the ball. And, uh, you know, you can tell that they're only, you know, he's still at school, essentially. And, and um, you can tell with some of these players, but I think he has got a little bit about him. And, um, you know, hopefully... If he's here next year with us, he can he can kind of make a name for himself. Um, but obviously, if there are clubs circling as well, um, you know, he, he could be one that, that gets a move. And if he does, I mean, that's great. Um, but again, with these things, we've probably not seen enough of him. And 
Uh, I know, obviously, Hill's trying to get him having a good run in the side, whether that's so we can get some more money for him, bump his price tag up, maybe. Um, you know, who knows? Um, but, I mean, Hill's saying that he deserves his place. And probably, you know, for effort and, and um, you know, what he's shown on the pitch, he probably does because, um, you know, he's certainly been no worse than anyone else. And, uh, yeah, the last few games, he, he's done OK. So, um, yeah, hopefully he's here next year because I think he has definitely got the talent. He look, looks a good prospect. But if not, you know, he's, he's another one um, that, that's kind of come through. Joey Dawson last year, you know, we didn't see much of him. Well, we didn't see any of him, really, did we? Um, and lost him. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it's not one of those situations where we don't get that much for him. If, if he does move on, we get a fair price. I think he's been at the club since he's eight years old or seven years old, something like that. Um but yeah, one's keep an eye on. But yeah, I think you're right. I think um, his performances, um, you know, it deserve deserve praise because he's he's been one of the standouts. I think. Yeah. You, well, you mentioned that you you talked to Peter Swan there, and let, we'll do that in one in a second. But let's just look at the team. I guess in general, you know, there's been a lot of games since we were last on. You know, we had that draw at Crawley. You know, losing to Colchester Barrow, heavy defeat at Salford, five one. You know, three nil again recently. Harrogate. It's yeah. I, I, we said it already. I, I not spoken to anybody that genuinely believes you know there's any chance of us staying up now. But I mean, I don't know what what are you even making of it. I mean, because do you think it's that it, is it coming down to basically they're just not good enough? That's where I think it is. I don't necessarily think it's effort. I think it's just a case that they are not good enough. Yeah, it's we've sort of kind of accepted the fact that we are garbage. You know what I mean? And, and like um, you know, um, Keith is sort of like. He's not really been held to account for the for the kind of latest performances. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Really, he's kind of apparently already signed a contract and he's going to be here next season. Um, and and we we sort of know that we're going to be relegated. It's pretty much ninety nine point nine 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 percent certain at the moment, isn't it? So it's like it's just trying to get to the end of the season. Just trying to, you know, um, I don't know really. Um, be sedated enough to see the results every Saturday because um, you know we're going to lose um, and, and just try and <clears throat> as you said <clears throat> kind of rebuild um, for next season um, I mean we said this kind of every season don't we you know we said this last season etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but it, yeah it's, it's, I, I think that to a certain extent um, Scudlock fans have been um, kind of um, you know, turning a little bit of a blind eye to the performances and the results because we know it's inevitable that we're going to go down. There's nothing we can do. We know the team's absolutely terrible, um, as as you said, Brad. And I think that, like, you know, what what do we do? Like, we, we know the manager's going to be here next season. We we can't really call for him to be sacked. Um, you, do you know what I mean? It's it's, a, it's we're sort of in a dead zone, aren't we? It, there um, is there is a sort of <clears throat> in, in Glanford Park it, the atmosphere last last couple of games especially. It's strange. It's like I don't know. It is. It is that. It is acceptance. I think it's. Like, I mean, halftime arrogant. We'd, we'd done okay in the first half. You know, uh, it, it was just sort of a scattering of applause. You know, no real sort of acknowledgement of anything really. And and it's getting increasingly like that. I think. Yeah, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Um, it's it's, it's kind of a, a sort of a club that's sort of resigned to the fact that it's it's football league fate is is in the bin, um, and it's just like you know what what's it going to be like next season? You know, going go to a lot of sort of like really kind of poor grounds and stuff like that. But again, at the same time, kind of playing in a league where we're probably going to have a small budget compared to a lot of the bigger teams in there, and there are a lot of big teams in the conference, so it's not going to be any easier than it has been this season. So really, um, we need to take it incredibly seriously, or we can kind of see ourselves in this situation um, in. In, in sort of 12 months time really um, unfortunately yeah you don't want to be like a, a York or a Darlington do you 
No, exactly. And and that's when like kind of you, you fear for the future of the club, which we are doing at the minute, but like kind of if if we still can't for some reason perform in, in the conference thing, you know that the club's sort of like not along for this world, if you like. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think with Hill, you know, I think he there's no point beating the players up after every game. I can understand that. You know, he comes out, he's still fairly positive. Um he thinks we're going to have a decent season next year and, and he can, you know, he can galvanise whoever's left and, and bring the players in to have a relatively successful season. Um, unfortunately, the fans just can't see it. You know, I can't see it. Um, I don't think you two can see it. You know, any, any scummy fan I speak to, um, you know, I think they, they kind of are expecting another really tough season next season. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's one of these where we've spoken about it with previous managers um, where they kind of you're listening to them speak and it's kind of borderline delusional you know and I hope I'm wrong and I hope he's right I hope there is sort of um, positives for next season Um, but it is very difficult to see them at the minute with what's happening on the pitch um, you know what's happening off the pitch and uh, it's going to be I think it's going to be tough I think everyone realises it's going to be tough but um, you know I think he has got a decent track record um, in League 2 I think we all know that. I think we were quite excited when he came in. Um, obviously, he had a lot of time this season to turn it round. You know, he's not just come in with sort of 10, 15 games to go. He's had, was it 30 games, something like that? Um, and nothing's really improved. And, and that's my worry, really, with it. That, you know, he, he kind of, he said he was going to do these things. He put plans in place. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, it, it's just not happened. And, and we've, we've actually got worse. And you compare the two records... Cox and Hill, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it, but but Cox did have the better record, and, and Hill at the moment, I think he's probably got the lowest win ratio in in Scunthorpe United history. Um, and you know, it's not just just him, but I think he does have to take some responsibility for it because you know he's not been good enough, and he has had time. He's had January where he's managed to bring in some players. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he probably got all the players he wanted. I don't think he. Um, you know, had a lot to pick from. And I think he's had to bring in players that were sort of unfit. I think Nuttall, you know, he, he may be just getting up to speed now. Um, you know, there's there's other players, Feeney, for example. I think Tranmere were quite happy to get rid of him, thought his legs had gone a little bit. And I think that's probably the case. Um, and you look, you know, all the players he's brought in, really. Pike, not really had a game for Shrewsbury. You know, you can see why. Um, you know, I think he was, he was kind of... Um, shopping in the bargain bin again. And I think, unfortunately, um, it, it's just not worked. But um, at well, the end of the day... There's going to be those, though. There's going to be those that are listening to this now and then say, well, you know, there isn't the budget for it. And, you know, and he's sort of his hands are tied like that from above. Yeah, and, you know, I can I can completely understand that. And I think, um, you know, he, he probably did what he could in January. Um, obviously, the embargo, I think that's that's hit the club harder than they thought it might. The key thing with that, it's not really given us any wiggle room. You know, you look back at other seasons and we've been able to spend a little bit in January to get the players in just to kind of escape. I know League One, we tried and failed, but we haven't been able to do that this season. And I think that's been been key, really. Um, ultimately, they just haven't been good enough. The January signings just haven't worked. Right, let's uh, let's turn back to that interview then. So it was last week now, wasn't it, Matt? You were you were talking to Peter Swan about something else, and obviously he'd asked if you could have a few questions for this podcast. That was the understanding. Uh, Matt and I weren't available for that one, but it ended up being you know a full interview, didn't it? And you know that's gone out. Everybody's heard it now. Uh, what what did you make of it this time around? 
yeah, you know, um, very difficult situation. <clears throat> and obviously, the club find itself in at the moment. You know, we appreciate him coming on as always. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, it, it's very difficult because obviously there's a lot of questions um, the fans have at the moment with, with the ground and things like that. And, you know, I think, I think I don't know, they're always going to be asked, aren't they? Until the ground's transferred back to the club and things like that, people are going to be banging that drum. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> that, that's fair enough. But I think overall, the, the tone of it, um, Personally, for me, I, I do think, you know, he's obviously said that he's he's talking to interested parties um, and there, there's two or three, maybe four interested parties at the moment that he's talking to. Um, and for the first time, you know, I know he's mentioned that in the past um, and I think he's mentioned it to Humberside that there's been people, um, you know, that, that have inquired about the availability of the club but they've never had the money, things like that. Um, for me, this time, having spoken to him, hearing what he said, I, I do think it might be a little bit different this time. I don't know. You know, this is just my opinion. Um, I do think that he would be open. And I know he's said, you know, the club's for sale at the right price. I think he's always said he'd listen to, to, to offers for the club. And if there was someone um, that could put more money in, then, then he would step aside. Um, but I do think that day is probably approaching. Um, again, just my opinion but I just think from from the tone of the interview and just I don't know I just, I just got that vibe really um you know I might be miles off the mark there but I do think obviously at the moment with, with what's happening on the pitch you know it's not great um the anger he's been directed his way um you know I think he, he does say that he's, he takes responsibility for that um and you know he's he's kind of he understands in a way that that people are going to kind of vent the, the frustrations um, to him, uh, but I do think as well, he's we're in a bit of a catch twenty two situation because you know the, there are fans and there the definitely are fans that are, that are staying away um, because he's in charge and he's still at the club. And um, whether you know if he left, and I think I said this recently, fairly recently on a couple of podcasts, um, that if he left, do I think? We all of a sudden would have an influx of a thousand fans. I'm not sure we would. You know, I, I don't think we would. I think we'd get some coming back, um, but I don't think it's as, as drastic as some people think it might be. I don't know. You know, I understand there's people with the reasons and they're saying they're going to stay away. They're not going to buy season tickets for next season. Um, but if he's still here, I just can't see him stumping up the cash again to kind of cover the shortfall between you know the, the turnover and, and obviously what we spend it. Um, and obviously adding a bit more to be able to, to get players and to be able to compete with some of those big, bigger teams in the National League. Um, I just can't see him doing it, uh, especially if he wants out as well, because, you know, if, if you're going to try and sell something, um, you're just going to do the bare minimum to keep it ticking over. You know, if you've got to make up the shortfall, as he is doing this year, fair enough. Um, but I just can't see him going over and above that, really. And, and if he's trying to sell, then, you know, you've seen it in many clubs in the past, you know, Hull, you know, they, they kind of, the owners there, they kind of stop spending and, you know, you that, that's fair enough, I think. Um, however, you know, if the fans are going to stay away next season, if Peter Swan's still here, we're not going to have a, I don't think we're going to have a competitive team. I, I just can't see it. You know, I think he said that we, we need to sell 2,000 season tickets, but I'd be very surprised. You know, I think 1,000 would be, would be really good. 
um, at the moment with, with what's happening. Um, and we're at that situation now where, where obviously fans are voting with the feet. They're not saying they're, they're saying they're not going to come back, but ultimately, I think that's going to have a knock-on effect on on sort of the team that we can field next season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of these to keep an eye on because I, I do think things are happening behind the scenes, um, and we'll just have to see how it progresses. But I do think um, he probably is looking at it now and, and looking at ways that he, he can he can move on and, and leave it. Um, you know, leave it to someone else to see what someone else can do. But um, you know, we, we've seen these things in the past. They are quite drawn out. They do take they do take time. But I do think that potentially the, the wheels are in motion for something to happen. Whereas in the past, you know, when we've spoken to him in the past and, and he said there is interest or there has been interest, um, I think this time it might be a little bit more concrete. Um, but again, that's that's just kind of the, the vibe I got from from that chat. Um, and I, I suppose time will tell. But um, but yeah, it's certainly one to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. It, it is sort of a weird situation, isn't it? Really, because I can't. We've kind of we've come to this point where the, the club is seemingly going to go out of the football league. Um, you know, obviously the, the chairman kind of took over in 2014, wasn't it? And and promised quite a lot of stuff. And and sort of ultimately, this is where we are. You know, we were promised championship football, and um, um, you know, in a new ground, and we've got sort of conference football and nachos at the um, catering point. So it's it's kind of a, a stark contrast to what we kind of thought we were going to get. Um, it's disappointing, obviously, that, you know, kind of um, we didn't kind of manage to get to the championship in the first two years where the money was genuinely thrown at it um, and there was real ambition there. But obviously since then we've been kind of struggling and, and kind of paying for that overspend. And, and yeah, I think for the club to move on, really, uh, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we, we, we have a, a, a good relationship with the chairman and, and we have to, to kind of um you know balance what we say because obviously we'd like to maintain that relationship um and i think that um you know for in my personal opinion at this moment in time kind of for the for the club to move forward it would make sense um and it would make sense for a lot of iron fans if if the chairman did manage to kind of find a buyer and and help that transition into kind of the next stage of the club's lifetime if you like or his life really um, because clearly we're, we're not really um on an upward curve at the moment and and for whatever reason, and, and I'm sure there's a lot um, of different reasons, it, it's not worked and it's it's not working at the minute. And, and from and kind of somebody looking in, from a fan looking in, it's it's not looking good. It's looking a bit of a mess, isn't it? Um, to be brutally honest. Uh, and I think, you know, for the club to progress and, and for it to kind of, um, I don't know if you want to say rise again. I don't want to kind of labour as a phoenix label us as a Phoenix club really because that's quite kind of drastic isn't it um, but I think that for us to kind of regroup and, and sort of start moving on and kind of an upward trajectory really it would make sense to have different owners and I realise that that's something that not happened, does not happen overnight and probably won't be in place for next season but um, <clears throat> you know it, for us to kind of start looking forwards again it, it, we just, it just seems like we need something fresh a new direction new ideas kind of um, you know a new philosophy a new strategy something like that because it, it is apparent with the evidence that it's kind of been presented to us over the past sort of you know six seven years really that that this hasn't worked unfortunately and, and it's no and it's no longer working and, and it doesn't seem to be tenable um I mean obviously I want to be proved wrong we're sure we all do we want it to see it turn around but it's not has it and we kind of like had that statement from the chairman um sort of like what was it towards the end of this year uh, sorry end of last year um if I'm right where he basically said he held his hand up and said you know I've got quite a few things wrong and, and things like that which was you know which was seemed genuine and and I think kind of it it brought a little bit of a reprieve 
um, from Scunthorpe United fans, um, and kind of like me included, I think. Um, and I think that we kind of thought, you know, let's see if we can push on because we've realised that we're clearly not doing something right, that kind of the relationship with the fans is, is maybe not where, where it should be. And, and obviously the effort was made to bring in kind of Simon Elliott and things like that. And obviously now we've just found that that kind of, that's not really worked out. And, and obviously that was kind of a blow to fans because that was, there was some optimism in that, um, given kind of, um, you know, Simon's sort of business acumen and his, his affinity with the club and, and kind of his history with the club as well. And he was really active speaking to fans on social media, which was obviously really useful. Obviously, that had its pitfalls at the same time. But I think that, you know, kind of now that's kind of we've moved past that and, and Simon has resigned, unfortunately. Um, it, it kind of saps some of that sort of that reprieve and that enthusiasm was kind of away from Scunthorpe fans um, and away kind of, of kind of like the view view of the club. So I think that, you know, like personally, I, I think now, like this is probably the first time I've said it kind of anywhere, like on the podcast or on Twitter or anything like that, that I think it probably does make sense for the chairman to kind of, um, you know, sort of hand over the reins or if we can find a seller, um, you know, kind of to start that transition period into moving away from his tenure, if you like, just because I, I can't see a positive future with the club <clears throat> under the current regime unfortunately um so yeah that's that's where i am at the minute and it's disappointing because um you know i've always kind of supported the chairman despite the fact that you know, obviously everything's not seemed to be working properly but i think that you know that that's where i am at the minute and a lot of school fans probably think the same thing um yeah it's, it's sad it's unfortunate but we are in dire straits at the moment yeah you mentioned simon there let's go on to that ever so slightly because obviously he was brought in a couple of months ago wasn't he uh, non-executive director on the boards seemingly over the weekend after the harrogate game uh, he's resigned from that post. We're recording this on the 28th of March. It's around dinner time. There's been nothing official from the club yet, but there was that uh, post in the, it was in the fans group, wasn't it? On Facebook, I think. So, I mean, there's not, there's not an awful lot that, you know, we can discuss really because there's, you know, we haven't had the club side of it yet, have we? All we've seen is that post like everybody else has, but seemingly he's no longer in place on the board or even at the club at all. Yeah, I mean it's disappointing. Obviously, it's it's not it's been short lived, hasn't it? I think what is it, three months, four months, something like that. Um, you know, I, I I hoped that he would, you know, stay a bit longer. He's obviously got his reasons for that, but um, yeah, I think you're right. Until we hear the club side, um, you know, it's very difficult to comment on that. And I think ultimately, with these things, we're not gonna we're not gonna know one hundred percent because you know, I think I think. Um, both sides will probably, like we've seen with managers and things like that, you know, both both sides will probably remain fairly tight-lipped. I don't think, you know, you're going to get Simon coming out and, and giving his sign. I don't really think you're going to get much from the club either, apart from, you know, an acknowledgement of um, his work that, that he's done um, in the short time he's been at the club. And, you know, I think it, that dialogue with the fans was really important. Um, I think he's obviously... Uh, been updating people via the Facebook and and various other you know Twitter and things like that, which was nice you know to have that um, sort of inside um, <clears throat> scoop if you like on on what's happening at the moment, what's been discussed in in these board meetings, um, and the various other little bits you know things like the scoreboard you know I'd, I'd personally prefer us to spend money on uh, on, a, on a player or two rather than a new scoreboard but you know <laughs> things like that it's issues that people do have and, and he was responding to those and you know that was really appreciated but um yeah just disappointed with with how it's all ended really um whether you know the, the facebook um post again you know I, I would like that to come from sort of an official channel i'm not sure why that's not come from the club as yet um, 
but I think it would have been better um, for it to come from the club and um, you know rather than a, a Facebook post. Um, but you know Simon's obviously um, chosen that route to update the fans. I know that's where he's been updating most of the uh, the other topics, things like that. So you know if he want, wants to do that, then you know he's within his rights to do that. But I just think given um, what's happening at the moment, I think it probably would have been better from the club and, and from one of the official channels. But, you know, that's that, that's where we are at the moment. Obviously, it's disappointing to lose him because, um, you know, it sounds like he's got some sponsorships lined up for next season and, and he's been doing some work there on the commercial side, which I think did need, did need some work. So that is a shame. And, uh, you know, I know Neil's in there now as well on, on the board and I'm sure he will become that voice um, updating the fans as to what's going on, things like that, which which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit disappointing how it's all ended, really, because I think everyone did have high hopes, really, for, for that relationship and um, just not really worked out for whatever reason. And um, whether we, as I say, whether we find out why... Um, remains to be seen but um, but it's a shame because I think everyone's got a lot of respect for Simon and um, wanted him to do well in that role and uh, unfortunately that's just not just, just not happened and um, you know it's just something else isn't it that um, after the game um, you know we, we've been beaten and then the news comes out it's just just all negative at the moment unfortunately yeah and uh, and obviously that negativity continues with some of the off-field incidents as well isn't it and I think maybe let's just end with that one um, obviously the big talking point at the minute amongst fans and I think it is worth a mention on here really uh, is is stewarding um, Matt what do you think? Yeah I mean it's it, as I said you know I think we've spoken about this earlier on in the season and uh, I think it was coming to a head it was always going to come to a head um, at some point uh, you know I think Given the way the stewards are handling it, you know, I think it's it's been a little bit over the top. Um, I do agree that you know that the lad on on the weekend, you know, to run on the pitch, whether he swung for the steward or not, I don't know, but he, he was <clears throat> kind of approaching him in a, in an aggressive way, um, you know, completely out of order, um, not needed. However, <clears throat> I do think the way the stewards have been acting this season, you know, carrying handcuffs. Um, you know, being being quite aggressive actually in in their kind of uh, demeanour, if you like, at, at times. I just don't think it's helping the situation. I think we're we're at a point now where there's a stewarding team which are obviously out outsourced. Um, you know, the the uh, security team that are brought in on a match day. Um, <clears throat> I just think we're at the situation now where where they're coming. Um, I'm not saying they're looking for trouble, but they're they're coming, uh, and unfortunately because it's been building up week in, week out, there's a group of fans that obviously um, are trying to kind of wind them up, I think, as well on a match day. And I think we're in that situation now where we're going to see these flashpoints uh, more and more between now and the end of the season. Um, I think the big thing is, obviously, the use of the handcuffs. Um, you know, it didn't quite sit right. Well, it didn't sit right with me anyway when when I've seen them uh, in recent weeks at games um, carrying handcuffs. I just think, again... I don't think they need to be visible for for a start. Um, I don't think they need to be used at all. You know, I've, I've never seen it at a football match. Um, obviously, police, fair enough. If if the police come in and they deem it to be, um, you know, an arrestable offence or or whatever, that that's fine. You know, they they're able to use handcuffs and and that's not a problem. Um, but these guys, you know, that they may be trained in using handcuffs. And I think on on the security company's website, it does say they are trained. However, you know, they they're not particularly licensed to use them the SIA do not um, 
endorse the use. Um, they don't say that they can't be used, but they don't endorse the use of the handcuffs in, in these situations. And I think there were enough stewards there. Um, you know, I think there's videos going around where there's maybe five or six stewards in, in, the, in the vicinity. And I think those stewards could have dealt with it in a lot better manner than they did. Um, you know, I think the, the cable ties and handcuffs approach is just completely over the top. And as I say, it's, it's not something I've ever seen um, from stewards. And I think, it, again, um, it's, it's, a, it's a worrying kind of development and not just at, at the club. I think uh, you look at the P&O ferries recently. Um, you know, when, when they had security with handcuffs actually removing people from, from the boat in Hull and, and wherever else it was, that Dover down south. And, um, you know, I just don't think that's that's right. I, I think it's absolutely disgraceful treatment. And, um, you know, um, I think the, the lad was in the wrong and, and I completely understand that he, he needs to be ejected. Um, but there is, for me, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of force that's required um, to remove someone from the stadium, bearing in mind this lad, probably 18, something like that. You know, he's not a, he's not a big lad. Uh, he's not, you know, um, six foot five bloke. Um, you know, he's, he's an 18 year old lad. And I just think it was, it was completely over the top. Uh, but he's been coming, you know, and I do think there's going to be um, further incidents between now and the, the end of the season that, that we're going to be speaking about. Um because it's, it's just one of those, it's been building up, it's been building up and, you know, the stewards are not helping themselves at all. Um, and yes, you know, some of the, the, the behaviour from uh, a certain amount of fans isn't acceptable. You know, you shouldn't be going on the pitch. But yeah, I think let's, let's kind of, we've got to stop this um, sooner rather than later because I just think the longer it goes on and, and the continued use of, of the handcuffs, I just think what you're seeing in the, the crowd and, and sort of the... Um, the pushback from the fans is going to get worse. And, um, you know, probably got some big away followings coming up in the next few weeks. And uh, you've obviously got your, your Mansfield and uh, I think they've sold out and, and I'd expect Hartlepool to do that as well. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot going on in, in the stadium and um, it's, it's going to be, I think it's, it's going to boil over, to be honest, and, and you don't want to see it and it's got to be a safe environment for everyone. But... I think the stewards are making it worse, unfortunately, and it's something the club have got to get a hold of really quickly because it's, it's just not right. Um, and I suppose the other thing as well, we've seen a number of times this season, away fans coming onto the pitch. Um, you know, I think obviously the guy that ran on at the weekend, quite aggressive in, in the way he did it, um, but we've seen away fans coming onto the pitch, um, approaching our players. I'm thinking about Mali when, when there were... Uh, fans sort of in his face. I know they, they didn't try to uh, attack him or anything like that, but, you know, they were trying to provoke him. Um, and they just get pushed back into the away end. So, you know, we've got, I don't know, some games this season, there's probably been 20, 30 stewards in front of the Doncaster Road end or, or within the crowd, um, you know, controlling maybe 20, 30 lads. And then we've got away fans, as usual, doing what they want, running on the pitch and um, sort of squaring up to our players. I, I just think... You know, the treatment's all wrong. You know, um, you're supposed to look after your home fans. And I know some of them have been out of order, but, you know, I think the uh, you, you compare the two when away fans have got away with things really lightly this season and, and home fans seem to be getting clamped down on. Um, and, yeah, as I say, I just think the whole uh, incident was was really um, unsavoury, really. Don't want to see it. Um, and yeah, as I say, I, I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately, unless the club make a stand on this. And, you know, they, they've got to get the security firm in. And 
Um, you know, I just don't think it's acceptable. But my my opinion, but I think um, shared by many, really. Yeah, and I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there. So, uh, yeah, certainly on the field matters not getting any better seemingly off the pitch as well. We'll we'll come back. We'll do another one soon. I think we're just sort of keeping an eye on things. I mean, there's not long left, is it? I think what is it about seven games left, something like that. So, you know, we'll have to come back soon because I think, uh, let's be honest, relegation is incoming, isn't it? So we'll sort of do a lot to, to cover that when that does happen. But yeah, thank you for listening to this one. We'll see you on the next one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.